0: I've been through makes me better than the last minute All up in fifth was spreading this truth and compassion. And whenever they askin',
1: I be, I be, I be praising
0: You just heard "Praising" from the album, The Intro, by Denise LaShawn. Go check out Denise LaShawn's music on Spotify or any other music site. Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the Beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're gonna hear stories of people from all walks of life, and my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad you were back here with me at the Beautiful Collision podcast. It's MLK Day. I hope everyone's just having a good, good, wonderful day if you're off, especially. Um, but today's <coughs> guest um, is a sweet friend of mine named Camry, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and kind of tell a little, about, a little bit about who she is. But um, before I do that, Camry, I have a huge confession to tell you. Hey, please. Oh, uh, I can't wait. I <laughs> love these. <laughs> so I, uh, you can ask, um, my, Drew, so one of our good friends, Drew, but I have had a huge friend crush on you for like forever. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. So this, really is, sweet. this is, this is going to be such an interesting story. So when I first met you, I think was when I went to visit Drew in North yes. Carolina And I went to your house for a Bible study small group thing. Yes. Um, And I honestly don't remember what the small group was about. But I just, (laughs) I do remember. I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is so awesome. So I told you I was going to follow you on Instagram, which I did. And I just love all your wit and like everything. And then you were doing a blog at that time. And I was like, Drew, like, I am really going to be friends with her one day. Oh! Oh, that makes me so happy and so I used to talk about it all the time I know that's kind of creepy on a little bit of levels but no, seriously it's not at all I'm
1: very flattered and here's the thing like we all have those people and like why not just own it you know like it's not creepy with like I think friend crushes are for real a thing and yes. I'm just glad that it happened in real life like
0: we're friends now yes oh, it makes me it seriously makes me so happy so I'm just hoping one day that I could come like actually hang out with you like we could go to yes. breakfast or lunch or something some I think p- that needs to happen
1: we need to like schedule a time when we're both gonna go back to Carolina and just make it happen
0: yes I am so looking forward to that but
1: <laughs> anyways
0: that is my confession session before we
1: start I love it I'm so glad you told me that
0: yes um but why don't you introduce yourself and say like you can say a fun fact or just like tell the people a little bit about Camry what makes Camry Camry okay okay
1: I would love to do that. Um, my name is Camry Phillippe. Um, I am a wife and a mama and a daughter and a friend, and I'm... Twenty-seven, and I only include that because my age very recently has just become fascinating to me. <laughs> um, and I actually been just listening to this; these women talk about like the reason that you never think you're old is that you're always you. Yeah, and I was like, that makes a ton of sense. Like, I I don't know. I just felt like you know when I was closer to thirty than twenty, I would just feel like this sense of like maturity and like accomplishment. And like, I just I still feel like I'm you know young and like yeah, like still kind of feel like I should be in college. And so I just I include that because I'm like man, I'm like kind of getting up there. Like I have a Bible study on Tuesday nights and I'm the oldest one by a mile. And so it's just <laughs> funny that I'm like, okay, like I'm getting to that period of life. So, um, let's see what else I love, 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 love to read. Um, I love dirty rap music. I love dancing to dirty rap music. Yes. Almost a year and a half year old son. Yeah, I just do. I own it. Um, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Migos, give me it all. So um, I also love worship music as well, so it's, nice. it's not just limited to journey rap. But that's if we're talking about dancing, then that's for sure my favorite to get it to. So. Um, yeah that's just a little bit about me and I also liked podcasts just like Margaret and um, one of my most fun interviews to date was when I had her on so if y'all haven't listened to the episode you definitely should listen to Margaret she was such a um, an amazing guest and I've gotten tons of feedback from her episode too so it's fun to have you on
0: you are so you're so sweet Um, how does it feel to be on the other side of the podcast
1: Okay, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous, but I mean, we've been talking for, I don't know, two minutes, and I'm already having so much fun, and so I think a little bit of that has to do with how easy you are to talk to and how good you are at this, but... um, yeah, this is my
0: first time ever being on the other side, so it's fun. I'm excited. I'm thankful you asked me. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored I'm the first. I really do just hope <laughs> that you love it. But you mentioned a lot of things, which I totally want to get into, um, okay. but you talked about books, podcasting, mom, all that kind of thing. So we're going to start with books, because you do, so if you follow her on Instagram, which you should, because she's just <laughs> so fun, and your stories are the best, but Thanks. um, you would do like book reviews sometimes and you really i mean honestly i do not know anyone <laughs> that can read as fast and as quickly as you do like <laughs> literally thank you in a month's time and so what what sparked this like love just this love for reading and what is yes. like what is your favorite thing just about being able to just read all different types of books like what do you learn from that why do you love it so much
1: I love this question, and I love that we're talking Good. about it. Um, okay, so I would say about around this—okay, t- back up a little bit. I've always loved to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one of—probably my most, like, natural um, gifts from the Lord has been writing, and I think that my writing has always been enriched by, like, reading— I think I'm a much better writer um from reading so much and so I think the the joy and love of reading has always kind of been in me um I would say this most recent like um I don't know like renaissance of reading I would call it has been because I have a year and a half year old uh-huh. at um, <laughs> predictable intervals every day and so for the longest time you know the first if you're a mom or if you're um wanting to do that in your life you'll um you'll just know or come to know that um for the first three months of their lives you are on the couch watching T V because they're probably napping in your arm, relying on you for everything. Right. And so I'm not, you know, snobby enough to not tell you that for the first, you know, months of his life I was watching so many hours of T V and had like zero shame. You know, I was like, I'm
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> so me like turning pages when my child is napping on me is probably gonna wake him up. So, um But Mm -hmm. when he started napping every day for four hours, he would nap two, two hour naps a day. I was like, man, I can like really use this time. And I think I very quickly realized that if I used it to like do laundry or clean or cook, right, I just would like, he would wake up and I wouldn't feel like refreshed or I wouldn't feel like I really like did anything for me. Yeah. Which sounds a little selfish, but I think I just quickly realized like I'm a better human if during that time I do something for me. Yeah. Um, And I just, I... Freaking love to read, and so we were living in Manhattan, Kansas, in the t- at the time where I this is like hilarious, and I'm confessing this also. I didn't have a public library card when we um, lived in a different city, and so when we moved to Manhattan, I was like. I just need to get a library card. Yeah. I won't have to pay for books because we were balling on, I mean, we're still balling on a budget, but at the time we were balling on a budget and I was like, I can't buy all these books that I want. Right. So I went and got a library card and I'm telling you, like it is my favorite time of the week. We go to the library here multiple times a week. Yeah. And I just go and find books that I love. and, And I would say also like, growing older I was like joking about it earlier but I feel like as I do get older I just come into more of who I am mm-hmm. and for the longest time I had such a hard time like not finishing books or like not liking books mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna tell you life is way too short to finish a book that you don't like like if you're not right. the first, you know like 50 pages like put it down nobody's making you finish it
0: exactly
1: unless you're getting paid you know then that's <laughs> Book the answer, review. You should- so I read books that I like and have figured out kind of how to choose books that I know that I'm gonna enjoy and so yeah I just really love to read i actually right before we started I just finished a book that I picked up and read it in a day and I just it was so good I'm like I just will never get tired of this so yes I love to read
0: <laughs> that oh I love that what is your what is a book that you're me- recommending to people right now these days like oh, most goodness. recent um,
1: okay, probably well, a lot into, like very deep Reads. I would say the book Mudbound. Okay, um, it is about a family in the post, or actually, it's in the Jim Crow, so it's post World War II, mm-hmm. and it's about a family that moves to rural Mississippi and is just navigating the racial tensions that exist there. Um, it, I mean, it's actually a movie, so it's on Netflix. It was um, very widely. Do you know who Sarah Paulson is? I don't. Okay, she, you probably wouldn't know her. She was in Ocean's 8. And if you watched the OJ series on yeah. TV, she was Mar- uh, she was Marsha. Um, so I, th- I think you'd know her face if you saw her. Anyways, I only say her name because she's, like, kind of hot right now. And she, um, like, wrote a review on it about how, like, if she could get anybody to watch a movie, like, every person in the U.S., she would say Mudbound. Oh, wow. And so I haven't watched the movie because I can't, I can't like if you read the book, you'll know that the subject matter is pretty intense and Mm -hmm. especially the ending. And I just can't really do that intense on the screen. I can read about it all day long, but I can't watch it, you know, played out. Right. So I haven't watched the movie, uh, but the book was just phenomenal. If you want a little bit um, less intense, the uh, book the Great Alone by Kristen Hannah okay. um, is really, really, really good. It's about a family in Alaska. Um, her dad is a war veteran coming mm-hmm. back from Vietnam, and he's struggling with PTSD. And so she's just navigating like how to be a daughter, but advocate for herself and her mom. Um, so it's it's fascinating to, and I just learned a lot about Alaska. I had no nothing, no knowledge about Alaska, and so it's cool to learn just kind of about how rugged and intense that terrain is too. So
0: yeah. There, recommendations at the moment do you like to read margaret i i mean we can define reading um i mean i like to sometimes so it's so interesting like i and i want to be a better reader i really really do i love but i love this probably is so crazy but books i've read before i tend to just reread them over and over again because i know i like it it's really hard for me to like try new books, so I'm a Harry Potter fan. I don't know if you're a Harry Potter yes, fan. Yes, okay. yes, yes. So like those books, I'll read again because I know oh, how yeah. they're gonna end. I know what happens. I know. Oh, yes. You know. Um. But yes. I'm trying to venture out more. Um. In this 2019, actually, one of my goals in 2019 was to like try to, and this sounds so like child's play, but to try to at least fully finished two books. Yeah. Which no, that's such a good goal. You have to start somewhere. Which, yeah, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that is a goal. So I'm trying to be a reader, but your book reviews actually do help because I can I have some things to choose from. You know what I mean? Oh, good. And good. um good. and I, I hear you. people that I like that I know are actual good readers and read a lot more often than I do. You yeah. know, I have some to choose from. But yeah, I mean your girl's trying. It's just not go girl (laughs) I I
1: believe that you will get through those two books and here's my last thing about books I firmly believe now having read quite a bit this past year you will read more if you're reading something you're crazy about really okay yes like I just think it it really is all in choosing the book like if you have a book that you're loving like Harry Potter for existence like or for instance you know people (laughs) so many people read that because like you couldn't get enough of it. And right. if you're not a Harry Potter fan, then that probably doesn't mean anything to you. But I, I really do believe, Margaret, once you find something that you love, you'll read it.
0: You'll read more. Okay, I so. will be texting you at the end of 2019 <laughs> <laughs> with the accomplishment of two books. and. Yes. We can can just throw a little party. But something that you mentioned, too, was that you do it during um, the reading part, during kind of uh, your son's nap time as a way to, like, do something for yourself. And I was going to ask you something, which is kind of switching topics a little bit. Um, But you're a mom of the cutest child on planet Earth. You're so kind. And I will say I have shown, again, your Instagram to people. (laughs) And I was like, this child is freaking model-esque. But anyways. <laughs> really sweet. Um, So you know being a being a new mom-ish I mean he's one right one and a half so you've been yes. a mom for about one and a half years. What uh, has been kind of the hardest transition in like finding time for yourself as a mom um, yeah. and still having that like individual kind of person to yourself um and i don't really know if that happens we've actually on my podcast i've only had two moms um ever so it's really i love having moms and they're they're older moms and so i i love having moms and like hearing kind of the perspective of this like new life transition so can you tell me a little bit about that totally um so
1: i it's funny, like I can say this with like um, 100% confidence now being on the other side, but I think if you, if we would have been having this conversation um, when I was not pregnant or before we had him, I would have been like, yeah, I was ready to be a mom like a year ago. Like I just have always been ready. And, and I think so my husband and I got married in August 2015 and had him in August of 2017. Mm-hmm. So we were married essentially two years before we had him. And I think, like, the moment that we got married, like, I was ready. Like, I was like, I just am so excited to be a mom. And, like, it's it's such a part of Taylor and I's story, too. All that to say, I think I still was not prepared for how much I really do love being a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I say that only, like, not in a bragging way or not being in a, like, oh, wow, like, I was created to do this because I love it so much. I think the Lord makes us all so, like obviously with intention, but, like, I, I've i been around so many moms that, like, are either in the same place that I am, like, loving it or they're a better mom having worked or working outside of the home. And so I, I was never somebody that I thought would want to be a stay-at-home mom until probably – A couple months before Tane, I got married. I think for the first time, really entertained. Like, oh, I actually might want to stay at home. Like, I see stay-at-home moms now and see how hard it is and see that it really is a calling. Um, Whereas, like, a lot of women that I know that I'm friends with here, like, they work um, outside of the home. I keep saying they work. I believe that I work, too. I just work inside of the home. Right. Um, And so I... I don't know. I think the first three months, Mm -hmm. I felt just so first three months of his life just so in demand and irreplaceable because like I was breastfeeding. And so like he just needed me a ton. Um, And so like, I I don't feel like those first couple months, I didn't feel like myself, I would say that started to change um, closer to when he became one. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think I started to realize like, okay, he I always knew this, like, you know, intellectually but then you know to to see it like flush out was a whole different thing entirely um he I started to realize that he's not going to need me as much like basically the next couple years of his life are just his his independence are just gonna it's just gonna increase like it's gonna start to assert itself right um and so I think I started to realize like okay what are some things that have always made me feel like me and how are the ways that I'm going to incorporate that into my life. And Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm still able to be, because for as much as I do love being a mom, I don't think that that's the only thing that I was, you know, put here to do. Like I do think that, especially for ministry, like there are so many other things that I can still do while being his mom. Um, And so a lot of that's looked like, you know, continuing to meet with like girls, college and um, high school girls and like pour into them and continuing to like play a role in my husband, he is on staff with the ministry here, um, Young Life, which maybe a few of y'all have heard of. Um, like how are ways that I continue can continue to be involved in that and support him in that, and you know, host or. Right. Um, and so I think it's like the first couple of months was such a sweet time because it really was like I did not really have capacity to do anything else aside from just being his mom, which you know I would not take that back for anything. Um, But I think as his independence has increased, it has become more important to, like, ask myself, okay, like, you know, even if I'm not getting paid to, like, do these things, what are still some things that make me feel like me, and how do I, like, weave those into still being, like, a very present mom? Because that is my first calling, you know, that is my first job, I feel like, right now, is to be his mom and to, you know, be discipling him and pouring into him as he grows up, but what are some other things that I can still do that you know, make me feel like a human and make me feel like I do have value. That's not just, you know, wiping his butt and making sure he gets two naps a day. So I don't know. Did that answer your question?
0: No, no, that really did. I thought that was so, so good. And just this idea of like you continuing to have this desire to pour in to other people and kind of basically still be relational with people. Um, Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not a mom and I am not married, so I, I'm, single <laughs> very single um but um just this idea because I, I i've always wondered and i i talked to a lot of my mom friends about this just this navigation of like and asking them you know what does it look like to balance like family but also yeah. know that like you do have callings outside of that because i think for sure sometimes yes. moms or some of my friends you know can feel stressed of it's just all family unit all the time. Um, right. And, you know, they just feel like they don't have the capacity to think of anything else. Um, yeah. And or anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but feeling kind of that, that this is not all they were called to do. Like they were still, totally. were still called to go and make disciples. Right. And so yeah. um, just seeing that desire in you, but I can imagine that could sometimes be hard as well. Yes. Trying to figure out um, what that balance is should look like um and but then also too i see and again um you know we can only see so much on instagram but right. I, I really do, i really do feel too that something you you try to bring your son like if you want to do something yes. you're just going to bring him yes. um and i don't know if all moms like feel that way you know yeah. and so i think there's yeah. this stress of like okay if i can't get a babysitter i can't go i can't do this i can do that and right. i feel like you're just kind of like i'm gonna bring him what kind of what is your um I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question, but kind of what makes you feel like maybe that's the best thing? Like just yeah, continuing yeah. to, instead of just saying, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm, you know, because I can't find a babysitter, or yeah, sure. I I feel awkward bringing him into public spaces. Yes, I no, guess I
1: totally get that, and that's where like I'm actually really glad that you brought this up because I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, I actually told. Um, my, we were my husband and I like before each week try to sit down and just kind of like go through our calendars and and um, like to your point about feeling guilty sometimes like there are a lot of moments where like when I ask him to watch him or like even like today like while we're doing this you know like I needed somebody to watch him while I talked to you on the phone because if I even tried to like put him in his high chair and like you know give him a snack for it that would last for, like five minutes so I'm like <laughs> even like asking him which, you know, t- today's a day off, so that's different. But there are definitely moments where I'm like, okay, should I ask my husband, who's, you know, working during the day, to come home and watch him? Which, thankfully, he does have such a flexible schedule um, to where sometimes it does work out. But, like, why why should I get to ask him when I'm, like, not going to, like, meet with somebody to get paid? You know, like, I'm, I'm asking him to watch him so that I can go have coffee with somebody. And, and I think, Margaret, honestly, it does – come down to like if I believe that what I'm doing like does have eternal value like whether it's like taking care of me so that I'm better at being a mom and a wife or meeting with one of my young life girls to talk about like where she's at like if I believe that it has eternal value yeah uh, I know that the Lord shows up in ways that like maybe a lot of people who live in the world like don't believe like I think a lot of People who aren't believers would be like, why are you asking your husband who, like, works and gets paid to watch your child so that you can, like, go hang out with one of your friends? Um, Like, I I do believe that has value. And so. Yeah. um, But your question earlier. Sorry, that was kind of a tangent. It's Um, okay.
0: I asked, like, 30 questions.
1: (laughs) I think I'm, like, at this place where I really just want, um, like, community to look different in our lives than it has in the past. And I say that. Okay. um, i'm i meet with two girls on tuesdays at four and in the past that's fallen in one of fossey's naps and so i'm like able to be with them and like talk to them and give them my full attention which at times is very necessary however now he's napping at a different time so basically long story short he's going to be awake when they come and so tay was asking me hey do you need me to watch him when you meet with these girls and i was like initially i think last week i asked him To watch him, But today I told him, actually, I'm just going to have them come over and we're going to go upstairs and play and we're going to hang out. And I think I I said that and I like I really do believe that that was like a statement motivated by the spirit because I hadn't thought about it at a time before I told him that because I'm like, okay, where am I at in my life right now? I'm a mom. And, like, what do most of my days look like? Most of my days look like playing with my son upstairs in his room or, you know, in other rooms of our house. Yeah. And, like, what do those girls, when they ask me to, like, meet with them once a week, do they want me to, like, sit around and, like, you know, over, like, cookies and coffee, like, just ask them about their lives? Like, no, they probably want to just, like, see me in real life. And, like, they probably want me to, like, see me get frustrated with my child. Or, like, they want me – they want to see me, like, just, like, live. And yeah. I think, like, Tay and I have just been talking about, like, how we don't feel like we necessarily get, like, the realness and, like, trueness of who our friends sometimes really are. And we just have, like, come to this conclusion that, like, you don't get, you know, the raw of people. Or, like, you don't get, like, your friend cussing after, like, you know, the dishwasher. Like, something breaks in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. You don't get that at dinner. Like, you get that when you're just, like, with them.
0: Yes. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> that- so
1: I just, I told Tay, I'm like, I don't want you to watch him because, like, I just kind of want them to be with me. Like, I want them to see me when, like, he does something crazy and I just, like, roll my eyes. Or I want them to see me, like, lose my temper with him, you know, because that's, like, real life. And so I don't know if that is
0: your story. No, Cam- okay, so that is so sweet. And I want to tell you why. Because, so I think sometimes there can be this, like, misconstrued... Um, like, unspoken thing sometimes happening. I mean, just in general between people, but also with, like, married couples and their single friends or their, yeah. like, people that aren't married that um, I think maybe sometimes the mari- or the mom or the married, yeah, the mom thinks they don't want to see, like, they don't want, they want me and my individual attention. So the only time I can hang out is if I can get dinner and find a babysitter yes. and someone can watch my kid. And yes. it's just one-on-one. Right. Um, and from a single person's point of view, it's just that I really like to vocalize that to my mom friends that that is just not true. Like we, yeah. we want to see each other in life. And so I love when my mom friends invite me over, um, And we're just hanging out, like we're just. She's cooking dinner, or she's doing lot, or she's playing, and we're just hanging out with their son. And we're like talking in the middle of things happening, and yeah, their child might throw a fit or might not, and it's okay, and it's okay that you discipline your child in front, you know, because like you said, because that is real. And I just love that you talked about that because I think this like auth. And I talk about this all the time, but like vulnerability and authenticity is so important for us to see. because yes. we're just going to be able to relate better. You know, those uh-huh. girls are going to be able to talk to you, yes. even if that is not their stage of life now, in a way of like, oh, like I've seen real Camry. So yes. <laughs> I'm not afraid for her yes. to see real me. And so it was just, it's encouraging to hear like you and your husband talking about that. because And that just be, go, goes beyond motherhood. But just this idea of like, no, like real life, like you can come over to my apartment and, it's a mess. I haven't cleaned it right. yet, but I'm not going to not invite you over because it's not clean. in my apartment, most of the time, I mean, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like Joanna games or anything. It's just, right. <laughs> it's usually, my room's usually a mess, but you know what I mean? But that, yes, that's totally. not going to stop me. And so I just love that. I love um, that.
1: Thanks. Glad that you're on the same page because you're right. I just... I don't know, I think so many opportunities are lost because we say no, because we're like, oh, well, you know, it's not going to be ideal. And, like, newsflash, like, I just feel like I've learned so many times in, like, hanging out with people or, you know, even talking to my husband, like, I don't think our best conversations happen when, like, everything is, like, planned to a T. Right,
0: right. (laughs) <laughs> and so
1: I just I don't know I think I just am starting to get you know talking about aging like just more and more comfortable just inviting people in and like just knowing that I've benefited so much more from when people just invite me in um where they're at as opposed to like oh you can only come over when you know these circumstances are um available and I just I don't know that just doesn't happen very much in my life anymore to where everything's just like perfectly set up and so um I don't know. Yeah, I'm just excited to start doing that. And I'm sure the Lord's going to be super faithful and just, you know, continuing to work even amidst like the chaos or even in like my son, you know, acting a fool, like he's still going to work. And so.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Ah, that, that seriously makes me so happy. I love that. Um, yeah. Um, and something, you know, speaking of you and your husband, um, some of the things that I've heard y'all talk about, um, on, on your podcast actually and stuff is when it comes to your family um is uh, growing possibly growing your family through like adoption yeah. or foster care or things like that yes oh my gosh okay so that i i love that in a lot of ways um and one of the main ways too is because that's been lord willing like if the lord um if a family is in my future Um, In a lot of ways that just adoption is just, I think, what is a beautiful thing and such a beautiful picture of the gospel, if anything. Um, And so, like, you know, what kind of, what kind of push you, was that something, okay, I'll ask this first. Was that something y'all individually came into your marriage, like, having that desire separately? Um, And then kind of like, okay, we're going to do this? Or is that something over time, as y'all been married, have wanted to do? yeah. Good question. Okay, so um, I would
1: say to answer your question, yes, we both, before getting married, wanted to adopt. Um, I would say the foster care piece has been kind of something that's like come together for us, which has been really cool. Um, but we both, summer before his junior year, summer before my senior year, we both worked in orphanages overseas. And so I think that just kind of cemented for both of us, like, oh, this. We want this to be part of our family. Um, We didn't really know necessarily that it would have been together at the time. But I think for both of us, it was like, oh, yeah, we will adopt um, at some point in our lives. And so the fact that it gets to be together is just kind of the cherry on top. But, um, yes, both very interested in adoption before um, having met each other.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. So is that something like near future or is that are you allowed to say that yes, yes <laughs> okay so, uh, I don't want to spoil any okay, secrets so, to
1: rewind a little bit um we lived in Kansas City for two years after we got married and while we were in Kansas City we completed like 80 percent of um a foster care class okay so the reason we didn't complete it was because we moved up to, moved back to Wichita which is where my husband and I are both originally from so we thought at the time, oh, we might be able to still, like, transfer some of our Missouri credits to uh, Wichita or to Kansas, which didn't have, end up working. So we um, decided to start all over in Wichita, and while we were getting certified um, in Wichita or in Kansas, I guess, we found out we were pregnant. And so we were like, okay, well, it's probably best to just finish the classes Um and so that way, like, when we're ready to foster or adopt, we'll just have all that training done. It's better to, I guess, do it now than, you know, while we have a one-year-old, which was very accurate. I'm glad that we finished it before him. Um, but then we kind of agreed, like, okay, we're just going to press pause once we have him and reassess maybe, like, when he's a year um, and kind of decide where we want to go. So I would say um, a year ago, if you you would have asked me this question, I would have said we would like to have all of our children birth before adding to our family by adoption of course the lord doesn't always go with what camry has planned right (laughs) um in the last two months um my just for some context my husband again works for young life and typically um every summer if you are a paid young life staff you have to go on assignment which basically means like you just have to go work at a camp for the summer yeah okay well, because of how many camp trips he's taking um, this summer, we actually didn't get an assignment. And so Tay's first thought was, oh, I really feel like the Lord is saying, y'all need to move forward with um, fostering or adopting because there is not going to be another summer um, probably in the near future that you guys don't have an assignment, Okay, you'll be around, um, there will be some stability this summer, and you won't be, you know, all across the country. Right. So we started talking probably in November, we um, contacted our foster care worker, who is funny. She actually had a baby too, so she's not working there anymore. Okay. Um, but to speed along the story, um, we had a foster care worker come um, last Tuesday to our house, mm-hmm. um, basically to make sure that our house is going to be able to be like a licensed um, foster care home. And I think the reason that we're going through uh, the foster care system is, I mean, number one, we just have been educated and have had some, um, people that we love and trust and just look up to a ton. Um, they have fostered and we've just seen like a, you know, tremendous need. And so, um, I think our plan right now is to adopt through the foster care system. Okay. Uh, And that can look a lot of ways that can look like, um, fostering kids for, you know, one or two years until their, um, guardianship rights have been severed. That can look like only, um. You know, only fostering certain kids that we know, like, are going to be able to be adopted. It can look like, you know, fostering several kids before ever getting to adopt any. Um, I think we're still pretty open at, at this point to what that's going to look like.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, to be, like, fully transparent, we would love to have another biological child in the next year. And so I think a lot of this will depend on um, if we're, you know, pregnant in the next six months or so. Like, I think our decisions will be altered um, considerably. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say over the next month or so, we hope to be a fully, like, licensed um, foster care home. Wow. And I think until we are pregnant, would love to just foster. Yeah, so we're excited. We're really excited.
0: Oh, I love that. And I love – Um, I, I think fo- I had a – family friend who fostered growing up and okay. um, I, I, I really love just this idea of fostering too because I think um, a lot of times people don't want to foster, they just want to straight adopt and that's no yes. I'm not knocking them at all right. but um, I, I think there is such a need in the foster care system and with solid people in the foster care system because I, uh-huh. know, I have friends who have been through the foster care system and just some of the families they haven't been in weren't great um and so I mean just to hear that I really just love that your desire for that specifically because I think a lot of times people just kind of go straight to the adoption piece which again I'm not knocking them but I just think there needs to be more for sure solid you know family units in that in that system
1: sure well and I think like you know we were laughing a couple weeks ago because my husband like first of all like I'm I would say of the two of us, like, I'm the one that wants more kids. Um, I think as soon as we had our son, he was like, oh, my gosh, like we're having three max. Like, there's no way we're having And so it's funny. Like, a couple weeks ago, he, like, brings up this sibling set of four girls. And he's like, I don't know. Like, I just can't get them out of my head. Like, I've, I just pray about them a ton. And, like, I, they're just always on my mind. And I'm like, okay, this has to be from the Holy Spirit because – the fact that you would bring up these four, that would mean we have five children (laughs) and like that, like that does, this does not mean that you're telling me that you don't want any more biological kids. So like you see that we're going to have like six children. And so anyways, this just kind of spurred on this like recommitment, I think to like, Mm -hmm. no, we for sure need to, I think what's wise. um, And it, and it made us have some hard conversations that I think we'd, were having at the time that like I think we just you know overestimated our capacity and our ability to just be able to jump in and adopt four kids where we're like I mean we had just several people be like hey we you know that y'all could do that like we know that the Lord could equip you and like you know we believe that you could however if you have the opportunity to foster before jumping into this like why would you not do that to see like oh this is how it's going to alter like our schedule or oh this is how it's going to change the Abil- or the way that you're able to you know parent foster and yeah so I think those were just some really good conversations that we needed to have um and it took you know considering adopting four girls overnight to have it and yeah. so yes just to confirm we are not adopting four, <laughs> four girls <laughs> yeah. but I-, I think for him to just bring it up was like okay yeah we these are conversations we need to have and we kind of put it on the back burner, burner because we were like we have you know a baby but we're like he's not a baby anymore, you know, and he's only going to grow more every single day, and so I'm just glad that we're having these conversations again and yeah and hopefully 2019 will be a year characterized by, you know, a lot of fostering and then maybe adopting. So, we'll see.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and by the way, people her son's name is also Foster. <laughs> right? Sorry, that was kind of, like, I realized that I was Like
1: uh, they're probably like what? but yes, his name is Foster and we also want to do foster care so a lot of fostering then this
0: happens. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Um I'm going to jump ship real quick. Um I'm going to switch again real quick. I'm um, a topic of friendship because um, yes. I want to pick your brain a little bit about this because okay. I, um, I so I th- we both went to Carolina where, and I mean just college and have done life in general in the last few years where yes. I feel like we meet a lot of people. Are you an extrovert or an introvert? Oh, Margaret, I don't
1: know. I just need somebody to like come and tell me what I really <laughs> am. I So I do think that I get re- See, I say this, and I'm, like, I'm even thinking, like, I'm getting charged up by this conversation. So, like, can this mean that I'm an extrovert? Can this mean? I used to always say, like, I need, which I do love my alone time. Yeah. But I think a good conversation and, like, really good quality time with people can Mm -hmm. leave me feeling very filled up, too. Yeah. So, I think maybe I just have a little bit of both in me.
0: Um, I think you do. I
1: hedge on, like, being more of an introvert.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Because I I just, like, I don't want to, like, like, if I go to, you know a party or like if we're hosting something, I don't necessarily feel like I have to talk to everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. What are you? I'm definitely an extrovert. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm similar well, I don't really I i know that because I don't really recharge from being alone. Um, okay. but I also I'm the same way. I don't need to go to necessarily like at a in a gathering, I don't necessarily have to talk to everyone in the room. I just like people to be in my presence. So we don't necessarily yes. even have to be talking. Um, okay. like we could be watching a movie and I just like people to be my present in my presence. And so I think okay, that, that makes, makes me an extrovert, yes. but, yes. That um, makes a lot of sense. yeah, but yeah, cause I will. So I was wondering because, so I know you, you've talked about in the, your podcast as well. Like you love deep conversation, a lot of one-on-one time. Um, yes. you are really close with your friends. Um, in college, um, that we uh-huh. made in college. And, um, and so obviously when you kind of go to college and then leave college or when, you know, work at a camp or you spend somewhere in the summer, and you make all these friends and you leave, usually most of the time you and your friends kind of go, um, all over the place or all over yes. the United States. Um, and I wanted to pick your brain about that because I know we talked a, bit, a little, a little bit, um, about when I was on your podcast, yes. um, but this idea of maintaining friendships, yeah. um, and I was so I was like, I need to ask her about this, um, <laughs> because it is just such an interesting phenomenon of like when you spend four years with somebody or a certain amount of time all the time with somebody and yeah. then you split, and for people like us who get really invested in people, um. Uh-huh. Like, deeply invested. So this is not just like, oh, hey, like, I spent some time with you. But we get deeply invested in people. What does it look like to maintain some of your close friendships? And honestly, I really just want to know, like, what has the Lord taught you about friendship um, over time? Because I know for me, it has been a battle because, like, learning that some friendships were seasonal. Like, I think that has been (laughs) the hardest thing of my life. Um, and so I I just wanted to pick your brain on about like what you've learned about that, what your thoughts are on it. You can really go any direction with this question. Yes, okay, I love
1: this. (laughs) Thank you for giving me that freedom. Um, okay, I feel like I'm learning two things. Um, I think the first is we as human beings change. Um, I think in college friendships are forged so deeply because so much change happens in that time. Um, I think we, as individuals change, I think like our groupings change, um, our education is changing, our, like who we think we are is changing. Um, and so I think the reason that college friendships like happen sometimes on such a deep level is because like you're going through that with people, um, and chances are they're changing with you. I would say I'm learning so much, especially about my friends, um, in college, that I was so close with, is that they are obviously, and in myself too, are undergoing changes in their life, and the and the fact that they're they're not lining up anymore. Um, you know, we're having like kids at different rates, or getting married at different rates, or changing jobs, and just the fact that those changes are not um, really in them anymore. I think is going to change the nature of a relationship, and so I think he is just very gently telling me. Hey, like, it's okay if your friends change, like, that's a good thing. You know, like we are not supposed to be stagnant as human beings. And so, yeah. um, I think where the second thing I'm learning is that, um, like letting go of a friendship or like letting it, um, occupy like a, I would, I don't even want to say lower cause that's negative, but maybe like a lesser, um, part of your life is not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, I think the tighter I hold on to friendships or the, or the, like um, the clingier I can get as far as like, oh, well, she was always my person. And the fact that she isn't anymore, like means that like we failed or like we don't love each other anymore. I think it's just like unfair to each other mm-hmm. um, because like, like I said, like we just change and yeah, I think, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I wouldn't even say I'm somebody that's like afraid of change I think I just in my head said hey these are always going to be my closest friends forever because they were for four years and like they were a type of friend that I had just never experienced before yeah therefore I thought oh wow this is forever and like they're going to be you know my people for forever um it's just like not true and like and the fact that that um then necessitates me to say like oh well then I must have failed like is also not true you know like those friends will forever be my friends when I found the Lord. And like that in and of itself is a special thing that like no friend that I'll have in the future can ever occupy. Right. Right. So I think just allowing them to be, um, that for me and, and I'm I'm like acting like I'm not friends with any of these people. I'm friends with, you know, everybody that I was still in college. Um, but I, I have experienced some heartbreak just in the last year of like when I spend time with those friends, it not feeling or looking the same and being really sad about that. Um, and so I think I'm just, you know, learning that like, okay, because just because people change, um, that's, that's not a bad thing. And that does not mean that you can't still be friends. Um, but I think like you would be able to say the same as me, like, you know, Where a a relationship feels like it's changing or or you're losing it, I I feel like the Lord does not hold back in supplying that in a different um, season of life. Like, you know, whether that's another friend or whether that's a really sweet season at work or with the people that you work with, like, I don't think that we operate in a void, like, where if you lose a friend, like, that just means, like, you're, you know, one less. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think it does supply it in just a different, you know, area, and, and I think if you're struggling in, in finding that, my, my guess would be that, like, you are limiting um, friendship. Like, I think if I, you know, left college and was like, oh, I'm never gonna have good friends again, like, I'm just gonna hold on to, like, these 12 girls, um, then I would not have experienced some of the sweetest and richest seasons of friendships in different cities that I lived in. So mm-hmm. um, that was rambling a lot, but no,
0: yeah, I, that was good. <laughs> that was,
1: Oh, you're sweet. I'm just realizing that like people change and that's okay. You know, I've changed since college. Right. And so it's unfair to think that our relationships are going to stay the same. So.
0: No, that's so good. And just cause I, cause I struggle with that. And I love, I love hearing you say that. Cause I think some people listening, um, who maybe have gone through that season who have personalities similar. I mean, some people are really good at like new season, new group. And that is, um, and that's awesome. But, um, you know, for people that are more similar to us, I think that is good because I think, yeah, for me too, for a long time, it was kind of like, I have to like kind of what you said, these people that, um, I held friendships with that were the most authentic friendships I've ever been like changed yeah. the game for friendship for me like taught me how to yes. be a friend basically yes um, like these all of them are going to be life friends and not that they necessarily won't be but life friends in the right. sense that I'm going to talk to them every single day and I'm going to like the way we did and it's like one we don't even live in the same city so like that <laughs> that doesn't make any real sense to me at all <laughs> yes um, And two, I really like what you said. It sometimes limits you from, because I think for a while, even when I moved back to Houston where I live now, it was, I was like, I don't need best friends because I already have them. Um, And it stopped me from going real and deep with other people because I was, I just already have them. I don't need new friendships. And I think the Lord was like, but I want to bring you people here. Like, There's different things they're going to teach you. And I think once I let myself open up to that, and you know always remember some of those seasons where i was living with all these other people but knowing that that's not the case it changed the game like literally it changed yes. the game for me yes yeah um oh, that's so good yeah I love that. yeah no so good um awesome okay so real quick i'm going to ask you what are some goals for 2019 for Ooh. your podcast? Actually, I'm going podcast route because, y'all, she has a podcast. And I want to say this. I love her podcast. She has inspired me so much um, by starting a podcast um, just because it's hard. And so this can be real quick. But um, you have a podcast. And I just want to know what your some of your goals are and, like, what it's been like starting this this venture yeah. of a podcast.
1: Oh, I love this question. Um, I, let's see, I am really excited about, like, just this season. I think I, like, rewinding, I think, like, going into 2018, I didn't, like, take, I don't know, an hour, like, 30 minutes even to just sit down and, like, pray about and, like, dream about, like, Okay, okay, what, what do I want it to look like this year? And, like, who are some people that I want to have on? And, like, kind of opening up um, enough space in my heart and, like, just time to, to also ask the Lord, like, okay, who, who do you want me to have on? Like, who do you want people to listen to? Or who do I need to talk to? Um, I think that's been really cool that, you know, nine times out of 10 when I sit down to talk with somebody, I'm thinking more so about my listeners. Um, but it's really sweet to walk away from almost every conversation and be like, okay, I needed that. Like I needed to hear what that person said, or, um, I needed to be uplifted in that way. Um, And so I'm really excited about a few of the the people that we have coming on. Just um, speaking of foster care, I just finished a book um, called The Forever Family, and it's about this man who grew up in the foster care system and has since um, adopted four children from the foster care system and started a nonprofit um, that supplies foster kids with a backpack, with toiletries. And and if you're, you're familiar with foster care at all, you know that a lot of kids come um, and leave houses with a trash bag full of their belongings and just the message that that sends about like kids and their value um, to be like th- like their one thing that they carry their things around and um, is a trash bag and so his company um, gives them backpacks and packs them full of things that um, they'll need and so anyways I'm gonna have him on which I'm really excited to talk to him about Sweet. some things I know I know and I think too I don't know if I've ever been as energized as far as like and you know this, like, I think in the day in and day out, like, it's, it's such a joy to talk to people, people for an hour. I, I would be lying if I didn't tell you that, like, there are sometimes some days where I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, yes, does, does it really mean that much to people? Like, are there really people listening? Like, right. And I think, like I, you know, when I started it, I was like, okay, this has been answered prayer in my life. Um, and if, I, and if this is like, you know, the name of mine is letting the light in and if this provides or, you know, secures light for somebody, then it's worth it. And like, that's been my prayer. And so for, you know, when people like text and say like, Oh, I listened to this. And like, this was really impactful. I think at the end of the day, like I'm just trying to, you know, honor and like remain steady and like a kind of a prayer that I had with the Lord, like, Hey, if you want to use this, like I'll do it. Um, and so, I I don't know, I just feel very energized and excited to see kind of what this year has in store. Um, I, I also would be lying to you if I didn't say that, like, I kind of set out on this thinking that, like, okay, by, like, the three-year mark, I'll have so-and-so amount of following, and, like, by the five-year mark, like, I'll be able to, like, make money oh my on gosh, it. And, yeah. and I think that's just funny because the amount of work that I, like, put into it does not, like... Really, I mean, like basically, I I, like listen to people who talk about like how they grew their following or like how they make money off of it, and like I'm not in a place where I want to put that much time and effort into it. Yeah. And so right now, it really is just this thing that's like really fun for me and doesn't require like a ton of work before and after. Mm Hmm. Um, And so it's just it's so much more I think for me something to like release creativity. Um. And I think just to like I mean you know this like it's sweet to give people a platform.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: for their stories to be told because I mean, you know, this. like people just have very fascinating um, stories that the Lord is telling in their yeah. lives. I'm sort of just able to like talk about it with people. It's, it's fun. And it just feels sweet to be able to give them like a place to share. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will, I will always be reading you on for it. And I, I really do like, I really do realize or get the idea of like, okay, I thought if I do this for a, cause This May or this summer will be two years for me, and um, you know, and so I and I had a a little bit of breaks in there, and I was (laughs) a little bit of pauses in there. So, but you know, I was the same. I was like, okay, by this time, I will have done this, and I will have done this, and my follow, you know, my following be this, and I'll have these people on because I'm going to be at the same level as them, and it's just it's the same thing. It's just been hilarious of like the Lord's like. Like if this is this is all it ever is, just right. this and like the three best friends of I know always listen to it. Yes, um yes. listen to it like will I be okay? And it's like yes because the person on the other side gets to tell a story for and sure. I and I get to be encouraged by it just like you said and so I'm grateful for people like you who I I know who think that way or who are think or are striving to think that way. Yes. And we can just like continue to push each other like you know what like this is great regardless of what it ever is um and you know if if we get to heaven and the lord is just grateful like when we and the lord just tells us like we were obedient to what He put on our hearts then like yep. that's that's great. That's,
1: That's that. so good. That's so good. Yes, I need to remember that.
0: That's great for both of us. All right. Well, so we are nearing the end of the podcast, um, and I have I'm to. Like, I don't know how to <laughs> survive. I really don't. This was so great. I'm still praying that, um, literally, on this side of heaven, we have lunch in yes. person. I agree. I agree. And then we'll need to
1: like. I'll need to get a babysitter for like four
0: hours. Yes. <laughs> oh as my much gosh! I'd
1: love for you to meet him. I don't really have like. I'm like 80% there when I'm with people and I have
0: my son. So I want to be 100% when I'm with you. Yes. Oh, it will happen. I'm praying about it already. Um, Okay. So I have two questions for you. One is a legitimate question. One is like half a question. So the first one is if you could go to lunch with anybody, dead or alive, they could be famous. They don't even have to be famous. It could literally be your neighbor who like you haven't talked to yet. Um, Whatever you want. Um, Who would it be and why?
1: So, uh, the most cliche and, like, obvious answer would be Jesus, <laughs> which is, like, I, part of me wants to say that, but I'm not going to say that. Um, I think I would do C.S. Lewis,
0: mm. and
1: I think there are a couple reasons. He kind of checks on my boxes, like, writer, intellect, really good with words, super creative because of the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I think in my faith, I've been most impacted by... Um, his book, mere Christianity. And then just the idea of the Lord as a lion. Um, there is a picture of like a lion in my son's room. And there are just a few quotes from, um, like the Chronicles of Narnia in his room, just kind of about Aslan and his character. And, um, I just, I think I just want to talk to him about that and like how he arrived on that, like animals, you know, representing who he thought, who he thinks the Lord is. And, um, And then, I mean, of course, there are, like, several other books and, like, essays that he's written that I've been really impacted by, but I think I just would want to pick his brain on. uh, Because I think, you know, for as much as as he's known for his brilliance, like, I think there are also parts of him that, like, are not as, you know, talked about. Like, how he went through, like, a season of darkness and suffering and just his book, The Problem of Pain. And um, I think I just would want to talk to him, too, about, like, how his... They, you know changed or faltered when his wife was super sick and just kind of what that looks like and then of course his British accent I
0: think yeah with,
1: um, just just an added bonus for me so yes, um, yes.
0: oh that that is good I I think I read Chronicles of Marnia um yes and I I actually I know people might like shoot me for this but I haven't read as many of his like um Spiritual books, like I mean, that aren't like stories like Chronicles of Narnia. Right, right, right. Um, but you know, reading in 2019, so it may happen. Yes. <laughs> you get
1: it. And that's the thing. His books—they're very short, but they're not ones you can read quickly. If
0: that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Like,
1: they do, they do take some dedication, and so I I don't think that that's weird that you haven't read, read them at all because I mean it's 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 a commitment.
0: Okay. So this year, maybe hopefully, so yeah, you can you definitely text me. One, of, I mean, Mere Christianity you said is one of your yes. favorites. So yeah. maybe yeah, I'll start I'll text with that you a one. Few other, maybe you should start with the essay, The Way to Glory. You'll like that one. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Yes. Sounds, I'll text it to you though, so you remember. <laughs> sounds fancy. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next one is um, kind of a question. So I am all about encouragement. I think it's important. I think everyone needs it. You know, yeah. yada yada yada. So um, on the podcast, I usually ask people at the end of each podcast to encourage someone. So you really like pretending that that person is sitting right in front of you and you are going to encourage them as if they're there. And so, and then the goal and the hope is that you will tell them to listen to this podcast and then they'll hear the encouragement. Yes. When it happens. So, well, unfortunately
1: I'm not going to increase your listeners by one because I'm actually going to encourage you. Um, I, it's funny. I was like thinking like when you texted me earlier today, that that's what one of the questions you were going to ask. I was like, okay, who would I be like, My first thought, I think, was my husband, and then I was like, well, maybe my mom, because I know she'll listen to it, or maybe one of my mama friends is like, in the trenches. But as we're, like, like right before we were going to record, and then even just, like, through this conversation, I think, like, the resounding answer is you, Um, and there are just, I think, several things that I would want you to know. Um, Firstly... I remember walking away from when I interviewed you and just being so struck by your honesty um, which is something that's just remained true in this conversation I mm-hmm. think the fact that you started this out with a confession um, and not just any confession but one that like, was very flattering to me I think also highlights your humility, which I've always been um just very moved by that like you I mean I'm just gonna go ahead and put myself on blast here. <laughs> I think there are a lot of things that I would like want to say to um people that I had friend crushes on or like even women on like Insta that I follow like just something very flattering but I'm like, oh, but like maybe that makes me seem like weird or like needy or like like she probably has a lot of friends already telling her that like I'm not gonna say that. Mm-hmm. And like I just think for you to, like, lead with that and, like, like flatter me in that way does take this, like, like this stance where, like, you have to have some humility to say that, mm-hmm. and I just think humility is such, uh, it's so attractive, and it's just so rare these days for people to, like, genuinely be uh, at a place where, like, they think accurately about their, um, they're like being and i think mm-hmm. that has to do with your faith um and so oh. your humility and then i think um which just actually plays into your humility as well but you are somebody that's like constantly um like holding others up and you do that with your podcast you do that um through your instagram i mean even just this very question that you um want people to be encouraging other people um, kind of like what i said earlier i um, I'm going to confess something else. Um, my So my son did not sleep through the night his entire first year mm. of his life. And then, like, literally switches just happened where, like, he was one. And, like, if you're not a mommy don't understand. Like, that's, like, kind of a big deal and not in a good way. Like, that's, that's a terrible thing. Most children should be sleeping through the night when they're, like, four months old. Um, yeah. And so my sister-in-law just started sleep training with her son. And he has slept through the night, like, literally 12 hours. And they have to wake him up at 7 a.m. Wow. and I was in church with Tay yesterday, and um, the worship pastor is, like, you know, saying, like, she's back to... Justin, and she's like you know my husband and I were reading this verse and it's um, the verse in Romans where it's like you have to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn yeah. and I looked at Tay and I rolled my eyes and I'm like this is just so spot on like all morning I've just been in my head being like I need to repent and I need to pray because my attitude today like I knew we were going to see my sister in law and them and and I knew I was going to be ugly because I was like they're going to bring up how he's sleeping through the night and like then it's going to get compared to Fosse because he didn't do it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just so quick to compare mm-hmm. and so slow to humble myself and be like, that is great. Like that yeah. is great than sleeping through the night. Like that does not have any negative bearings on your child, Camry. Like, celebrate him. So, anyways, all that to say, you do such a good job with <laughs> that. So and sweet. you are like constantly celebrating and cheering other people on. And I think Just, I know the state of my own heart, and I know that that's sometimes really, really, really hard for me. And so, I'm always, like, learning and looking to you for that. So, I just am very encouraged by you. And, like, you are not competing with other people. Like, your friends. You're not, like, comparing your lives to theirs and being like, oh, my gosh, she's doing this, and I'm not. And I just, I don't know. I'm so encouraged by that and spurred on by that. So, thank you. And I want to encourage you today.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) They <laughs> I'm, I'm literally speechless. So oh. um which happens very little. So, <laughs> <laughs> th- seriously, thank you so much. This That's has been beautifully more than fun. Like oh. just incredible being able to talk to you and I'm so grateful um that we kind of can do this like podcast journey together from like completely different states um, and completely different areas and I am just Oh, I'm grateful, and I'm grateful what the Lord has in store for you. But thank you so much, yes, Cameron, for thank you all for of this. Me on.
1: This has been so freaking fun. Now I just want to put an advertisement on my store and be like, "If you want to have me on your podcast, I'm your girl." Like I don't have a lot to say, but it's just really fun to do. Yes.
0: Um, I want you to real quick tell the listeners how they can like find you and find your podcast.
1: Oh yes. Um. Okay. So on Insta, I am all lowercase. K-A-M-P-H-O-X-Y. And no, I do not think that I'm Foxy. That just was my maiden name, and I never changed it. So, um, yes, on Insta, you can find me there. I'm not private, so go ahead and just look at my photos. You don't even have to follow me. You can just see all the goods. Um, And then... My podcast is called Letting the Light In, and it's the only one, I think, with that name right now on iTunes, so if you just search it, it's this, like, uh, blue and green little icon that you can find there. So, yeah, and I, forget, I think your episode's in the 40s, so find Margaret's episode. It's one of my favorites, and then listen from there. The ones with my husband are pretty popular. He's just, we banter, so it's just maybe a little bit more entertaining to listen to, but...
0: I don't know. Yeah, that's how finally. Yes, everyone. Um, please follow her and please listen to her podcast. And she's right. The ones with um, your husbands are the best. Actually, I think my favorite one was the one where you did it with another couple. Um, I think their name was... Um, uh, it wasn't your parents. It was... Nan and Cole. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That one was so hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you liked it. That's one of my favorites too. And like that's that's my girl. So I'm glad you liked that one. Yes. Yeah. They're hilarious. The He's a mess. Um like, Yeah, that one was so good. But yes, everyone go listen to it. Um again, thank you so much. Um you're
1: the bomb. Thank you. This is such an honor.
0: Yeah.